In this week's session, you'll learn all about how to become both flexible and strong with flexible steel. My guest this week is John Engel, author and creator of the Flexible Steel Training Program. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Ardella Training Podcast, where we bridge the gaps in strength, performance, and injury prevention. My name is Scott Ardella, and welcome this week to episode number 228, where I've got a great show for you with John Engum. I'll tell you all about John in just a minute. And uh, John is someone that I've actually wanted to have on the show for a very, very long time. So I'm glad that we could finally make this happen. Now, before we get into the show, first of all, I want to say happy Thanksgiving to my American friends. This show will be released the day before Thanksgiving, and I really just wanted to wish you a very happy holiday. We're getting ready to get into the holiday season, and uh, it's pretty busy, pretty crazy time of year. Uh, I know that I am grateful for a lot of things this year. I hope you had a great year and are grateful as well for all of the great things that uh, have happened to you this coming year. And I'm sure that if you think about it, there are a lot of great things to be thankful and grateful for. Now, I do have some exciting news to share with you right now. And uh, this is something I mentioned in previous podcast episodes, at least an episode or two, but something I was working on called Peak Performance Blueprint. If you go to our Della Training, uh, you will see that you can now download Peak Performance Blueprint for free. It is a 28-day training system to improve strength, power, and skill, and uh, something I spent a lot of time working on and developing. And uh, again, it's uh, really a valuable uh, program that you can do over 28 days, and I give all the context behind it in this uh, training guide, so definitely check that out. Uh, even if you're a subscriber at Ardella Training, you probably will want to uh, subscribe at ardellatraining.com forward slash blueprint because I'm going to be sending some additional context and information around this program so that you can maximize the results from Peak Performance Blueprint. So again, go to ardellatraining.com forward slash blueprint and you can download that right now. Also, lots of new articles are coming your way. I've been doing a lot of writing again, which is really uh, great. I love to write and I love to uh, put together new uh, different articles and topics for you. So one of the things I've talked about in a couple of podcast episodes is answering the question how I read so much. I talk about a lot of books on the podcast each and every week. So And I had a lot of questions on this, actually. So I wrote an article called How to Become an Unstoppable Learning Machine, 10 Strategies for Constant Growth. That article is now published. You can find it on ardellatraining.com. And uh, it's a pretty comprehensive article, as you're going to see if you haven't seen it already. And lots of great tips and advice in that article that I have never really shared before. So I think that I know that you will find value from that article. So go ahead and check that out. And uh, you can find that on ardellatraining.com. Go to the blog page and you'll see it right there. Also, I wanted to mention real quick, if you are interested in guest posting at Ardella Training, I'd love to have you. I have uh, made that announcement to my my list, my email list, my subscribers, and uh, I'm working with a couple of people right now. 
And, you know, Ardella Training has never been about me. It's been about getting a message out there and uh, helping people, you know, changing lives. And if you have done some writing in the past, if you have something you'd like to get out there, please go to ardellatraining.com forward slash submissions and you can uh, see kind of the criteria that I'm looking for to add value to the website and the mission of what we're trying to do at ardellatraining.com. Again, go to ardellatraining.com forward slash submissions and uh, you can read more about it there. I'll have a link to that page in the show notes of this episode. And uh, again, I'd love to work with you and uh, get your uh, your message or idea out there through Ardella Training if you're interested in that. One final thing before we get into the interview and then we are going to get right into it. Uh, this session, in the session I should say, we talk about the SOTS Press, the SOTS Press, which is a press from the rock bottom squat position. This is one of my favorite exercises actually. And I uh, use it in a lot of different ways. It's a very valuable exercise in my opinion. Now, I wrote a comprehensive article on the SOTS Press. If you Google how to do the SOTS Press, it will pop right up. So check that out. We didn't get into the context really uh, in this session, but you do hear us talk about it. So I just wanted to mention that if you're like, what is the SOTS Press? How do I do it? Why is it beneficial? Check out that article on the SOTS Press. So with that, guys... Uh, again, this is a really a great session. I learned a lot. Uh, John has a brand new book out that I didn't even know about until we were doing this interview session. We actually did a really interesting uh, movement, mobility, flexibility exercise that you're going to hear John actually walk me through. And we do this about 15 minutes or so into the interview. Really, really amazing. Uh, I didn't even know this was coming, but uh, had some pretty major benefit from the exercise that he was walking me through as we were doing this uh, session. So check that out. I know you're going to love this one. Let's get into it, guys. Enjoy the show, and I'll see you back at the end. All right, guys. John Engum is a master SFG instructor with Strong First. He is a martial arts expert. I'm going to let uh, John tell you about that. I didn't want to mispronounce anything there. And uh, John is also the author of the book Flexible Steel and is the creator and chief instructor of the Flexible Steel uh, training system. And before we get into the uh, questions that I have for John today, I did want to say that I have not personally gone through the Flexible Steel training system. So this will be a learning experience for me, as it will for you, uh, if you have not gone through uh, John's training at this point. And even if you have gone through the training, I think that, as a matter of fact, I know that there will definitely be some great things that you're going to hear about in this session. So, John, first of all, thank you so much for being here. And I wonder if you could actually uh, expand on your martial arts experience and background. Again, I didn't want to mispronounce anything there, to be very honest. So can you tell us a little bit about that before we get into the questions? Sure. First of all, thank you for having me, Scott. I'm looking forward to um, this interview, and I'm really excited to talk to you about flexible steel and some other things that we have going on. My background is in Korean martial arts. I started training in Taekwondo um, like when I was age seven or eight, and I've been doing it ever since, so 40 years of experience. 
Um, currently, I hold a seventh degree black belt in Taekwondo, which is considered a grandmaster ranking with the Korean government. Okay. I also hold um, a fourth degree black belt in Hapkido, joint locks and throwing, again, a Korean style. And then I hold a fourth degree black belt in Kumdo, which is uh, kind of Korea's answer to Kendo, so sword fighting. So uh, a lot of, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, Korean background in martial arts. Yeah. And I've dabbled in other things, but um, that's my base. So maybe we'll come back to that. I feel like we could probably have a session around your martial arts background, and maybe we'll, we'll bring in some of that into the things that we're going to talk about. As a matter of fact, I, I think we probably will do that. Let's start at the very beginning with flexible steel. So for those that aren't familiar with uh, flexible steel – uh, can you explain what is the training system? Flexible steel's main premise is to be strong and flexible at the same time. You don't want to sacrifice your strength for flexibility. We all know these guys that can tie themselves into some amazing knots, but they're not strong enough to handle their own body weight. They're, they're basically weak. And on the flip side of the coin, we all know, um, you know, the power lifter that can deadlift a house, but yet he can't scratch his own back or tie his own shoes. We don't want to sacrifice one quality for the other. We want to have this perfect blend of strength and flexibility. And this is what flexible steel is. I mean, Scott, imagine the joy. Imagine the joy you'd have in your everyday activities or whatever recreation you do if you had the unhindered movement of a child with the strength of an adult. I mean, coming from a martial arts standpoint, Throwing high kicks is so much nicer when you can take the parking brakes off your body and just do them. And I think that's true with any sport, you know, yes. flexibility and mobility are huge. You know, let's actually talk about that. Let's talk about the differences between flexibility and mobility. And, um, does flexible steel address one more than the other? Or, I mean, it, it, can we really target flexibility uh, over mobility and vice versa. What, what's your opinion on that? I think that it, the terms overlap quite a bit. Yes. It's really hard to say this is a mobility drill and this is a flexibility drill. And, and why bother? You need both. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, you need, you need, you need your strength to be able to reach the target, whether the target is, you know, um, kicking a pad, uh, uh, you know, competing against someone else or moving your weight or lifting, you know, a sandbag or picking up a kid, you, your flexibility, your movement, you have to have the range of movement to be able to reach the target. Otherwise your strength is wasted. So yeah, we need mobility. Mobility is basically flexibility plus movement. And we also need to be able to relax and extend and enjoy, you know, the full length of, um, our reach. And so to, to really define the difference between the two, I think it's, you know, we're, we're, we're majoring in minors. Yeah, you need right. them both and you need strength. You know, you need to be able to have strength. You need to be able to move your, your limbs through, you know, a full range of motion under your own control, under your own strength. And that's control. Yes. It's really motor control. Yes. Let's go back to that power lifter example. And, you know, Stu McGill, for example, he would be a guy that would say, you know, there, there is danger in, uh, becoming, uh, too mobile or too flexible as a power lifter and losing the, um, the core stability that is necessary for, for power lifting. So how, how do you prevent that from happening? 
with flexible steel? How, how would you, when would you know enough is enough in terms of flexibility? Okay. So let's just take, well, we could take a bunch of examples, but let's take, um, let's take a bench press for example. You need, I mean, the guys that are doing good at the bench press powerlifting style competition, you need to have some decent flexibility and mobility just to get into a bench press stance, you know, to hit your arch and to, to be able to, to be there. Now, yeah, flexibility could be a detriment to your sport if you have too much of it. What we say in flexible steel is you need a 10 to 15 percent, um, you need a 10 to 15 percent more flexibility than your sport requires. Anything more than that, yeah, it could be considered weak. So it is really dependent on whatever activity you're doing. You need 10 to 15 percent more flexibility reserve. And that's dependent on, you know, what activities you're performing. Um, somebody that's kicking high, of course, demands more flexibility. But, um, man, if you're not flexible enough to hit that arch in your bench press, you know, your, your, your numbers are going to suffer from it. In the flexible steel uh, training approach, how can someone objectively measure whether they're, let's say, spending too much time on flexibility training? And, you know, they're, they're, they're again, becoming too flexible. How, how, what's an easy way to assess that is what I'm asking. In flexible steel and in strong first, our standard operating procedure is to take a baseline test of whatever activity we want to do. You know, we have the drill or the activity or the skill. We take a baseline of it. Then we go and we um, add some tools. We do some troubleshooting. We do some tips and some techniques to improve, you know, the reach for that particular drill. And then we go back and retest the baseline. And if the baseline has got better, meaning you have more power, you have more ease, this is good. If right. it stayed the same or got worse or weaker, then, you know, we're on the wrong track and we need to kind of reassess what we're doing. So you basically need to test whatever your target movement is, put the troubleshooting drill to it and see what kind of positive effects you have. Um, from the kicking standpoint, I know that people, like in the old days, our, the very first thing we did when we went into the gym, into our, our martial arts school, and this is, you know, way back in the day, was a set of cold stretching. You went to the wall, your partner went with you, yeah. they lifted your leg up, and you tried to touch the wall behind your head, you know? That was kind of the gold standard. Now, the people that could easily do that, a lot of times their kick was lacking strength. The guys that were too tight to even get chest high, of course, they, they couldn't hit the target that they wanted, but somewhere in that medium range between the head high and the wall, right about there, those were the guys that had enough flexibility to deliver their kicks with power and um, could still control that movement. So kind of a vague answer, but again, you need to test the target drill, put some movements to it, see if it has a positive effect on it. And if it didn't... Um, you know, you have to go back into your toolbox and see what else you can do. So it's all about the proper assessment, really. Yeah. 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 Yep. And it's, it's really not rocket science. It's just <laughs> trial and error. Yeah. 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 Uh, talk about uh, how you developed the, the approach. I mean, where, where did this all come from, John? Okay. So I'm a master with Strong First. And before that, I was with RKC. And before that, I was a martial arts instructor. And that's what I've done as a profession ever since I was a young kid. I opened my first gym in 1990. 
and I was a, a pretty aggressive competitor. We were fighting every weekend. We had no idea whatsoever of any kind of training cycle. In fact, we didn't even consider ourselves athletes. We were fighters. So a training cycle for us might look like this. Monday was hard day. Tuesday was even harder day. Wednesday was really hard day. Thursday was damn hard day. Friday, you'd travel to a competition. Saturday, you'd fight. Sunday, you'd try to heal up enough to face, you know, Monday's hard day. Right. And what that, what that did <laughs> was it, it, it aged you very fast, you know, aches and pains and, and sore muscles. And the, the graph wasn't going up as far as progress. It was gradually going down as far as mobility and flexibility and just quality of life. And as a professional martial arts instructor, there was a point where people would show up at my gym as brand new students and be able to display naturally more flexibility than me, the professional martial artist could. And, um, I wasn't happy about that. That was, it was, it was embarrassing. You know, right, what's right. going on? I'm doing something wrong. So being, I didn't have a regular nine to five job. I was a martial arts instructor, allowed me the ability to go and travel around and study with several different flexibility gurus, experts, you name it. And I've always been, um, under the idea that if I can learn one or two good things or new things or keepers from a workshop or a certification or a personal training, it was worth time and money spent traveling. Right. Totally. I always thought that. Yes, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> and yeah, so I, I traveled around and I made it my mission to, to basically fix myself. I wasn't happy with what, what was going on. And, you know, you'd go someplace and they'd say, do this or do this and you'll get, you know, an inch or two more range of motion after six months of training. And yeah, this is good, but I wanted more results than that. And I ran into this crazy Russian guy doing like a, a <laughs> one day, very cheap stretching seminar at like an open university, open use setting in the twin cities. And what he was promising was just too good to be true, you know, but again, yeah, if I get one or two, you know, keepers, it's worth this. Yes. So I go there and I meet Pavel Satsalin for the first time. This is back in the early 2000s. And um, I've been trying to do the splits since I was like eight years old and never even came close to it. And he's like, John, do this and do this and do this. And you'll have the splits right now today. And I did. Uh-huh. We just, the, the, he just unlocked me. Wow. And um, <laughs> like... Comrade, if you like this, you must try kettlebells. And the rest is kind of history, right? Yeah. I got into yeah. kettlebells through the stretching, through the stretching um, practice. So long answer, yeah. summed up. All those bits and bobs and pieces that I've I've collected over the years, including um, Pavel's stuff. It's flexible steel, strongly based on that. Strongly based on a guy named Patrice Remark, who's our U.S. national coach with Taekwondo. Okay. Um, and all these different things. Superfoot Bill Wallace comes to mind. I put this stuff together and um, gleaned the best things out of it and systemized it and made it so that um, pretty much anybody can benefit from it. In flexible steel, we usually have like three levels of movement. Something that can benefit everybody. Anyone can do it something that's moderately challenging. And then we always have a variation for the mutants in the group that are really advanced and you know, it's all scalable. So that's, what's really cool. And it's kind of the a quick little history behind flexible steel. Wow. Now 
let me go back to uh, what Pavel had you do that day to enable you to do a split. I don't know if that's something you can explain on an audio podcast. Um, what, what, but what did he have you do to for you to be able to do that? It's it is really hard to explain. Okay. Um, <laughs> one of the principles that we use in flexible steel is called the the three S's of movement. The three S's of movement. Okay. And it doesn't matter if you're under load, like for instance a, a back squat, or if it's a kick, or if it's just a you know a gymnastics movement. Um, if you can apply these three S's to your movement, it makes it better. And we can do a quick little experiment right now for you and your audience. Um, are you able to stand up? Uh, yeah, I'd move away cool. from the mic, but I can do that for sure. All right. So stand up and just follow my instructions. For this experiment, okay. I need you to keep your feet planted and your knees locked. And you can be about shoulder width apart. All right. Right. Then I want you to rotate to your right as far as you possibly can and just pick out a landmark on the wall or something with your eyesight. And that's your baseline. And then come back to neutral. Okay. All right. And the, re the, the listening audience can try this with us, too. Now, we're going to turn two more times. And the rules are you're not going to turn any faster or slower than you did when you did you took your baseline test. But we're going to have a couple different focuses. All right. So stand up nice and tall again. Keep your feet planted, knees locked. And this time, when you rotate to your right, I want you to contract as hard as you can your left glute. At the same time, I want, Scott, I want you to drive your left heel through the floor like you're trying to leave a dent in the floor. And then the third thing I want you to do on your left hip, kind of in your front pocket, I want you to imagine that that is elongating. It's getting longer. Like if you took your fingers and stuck them into your hip right there and moved one hand down your thigh and the other hand up your thigh at the same time, okay. just kind of visualize that happening as you turn. So you're contracting your, you're turning towards your right. You're contracting your left glute. Yep. You're driving your left heel through the floor yep. and you're kind of telescoping that front hip and then see what happens. See how far you go compared to where you went the first time. And what do my hands do, John? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Okay. No. So drive the heel, contract the glute, open the hip, turn the same speed as you did before. Pick out your new landmark. Let me know okay. when you got it. Okay. Got it. Cool. Did you get improvement from yes. the first time? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So uh, wherever you picked for your landmark, about how many more inches did were you able to go with the eyesight? Actually, several feet. Several feet. Yes that's, yes. that's typical. Now, yeah. part two, we're going to do everything we did in part one. Okay. But <laughs> I want you to do a couple more things. All right. Imagine that there's a collar on your neck, some kind of collar. And I have like a chain hooked to the collar and the chain's going up to like a girder or a beam that's in the ceiling. And I'm going to pull on that chain. And when I pull on that chain, what it's going to do to you is it's going to put you in traction. It's just going to really pull you up. And I want you to visualize space being made between each individual vertebrae. Now, it sounds strange, but just, just go with me. Okay. All right? All right. Then, as you're being pulled into traction, in your mind, what I want you to do, starting at your tailbone, is sequentially rotate each vertebrae and just work your way up your spine, almost like you're unlocking a bike lock. When you finally get as far as you possibly can, 
imagine that your spine is sticking out of the top of your head by like seven or eight more virtual vertebrae, and you're going to rotate those. Now, it's a lot to think about. I'm going to recap this for you. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. So we're standing up, um, feet about shoulder width apart, knees are straight, feet don't move. Got you're dr- you're going to rotate the same speed as you did before, but this time you're going to have these focuses. You're driving your left heel through the floor. You're contracting your left glute. You're opening up the left hip. You're being pulled into traction, which makes space between each vertebrae. Sequentially rotate the vertebrae starting at your tailbone, working way through your backbone, through your spine as you turn. When you get as far as you can, rotate those virtual vertebrae above your head. Ready? Go. Don't forget the virtual vertebrae at the end. Pick out a new landmark and come back and tell us about your results. I did about. You still with me? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's work. It's work. Uh, I did about four. I uh, seem to be getting a little bit more motion each each time. So at this point, uh, I'm probably about five to six feet past where I was from the previous. Okay, very cool. So we added, safe to say, about 15 degrees of rotation at least. Yes. From baseline. Now, this is huge, okay? And what it is is it's just an example of what we call the three S's. S number one stands for strength. You don't just yield to gravity, but you actually pull yourself into position using your own musculature, using your own strength, your own power. There's a saying in powerlifting, the harder it is to get down, the easier it is to get back up. You're pulling yourself down, okay? So we're pulling ourselves into position using strength. S number two stands for make space or space. We're, we're finding space inside your body to help you move better. And finally, S3 stands for spread, as in spread the load. If we can get a little bit more movement lower down the chain, each little increase in movement as we go up through the body, you know, manifests itself into these huge gains. And that's basically what we do with splits. I mean, we, we teach you how to apply these three S's to pretty much any kind of movement you want to do. And for that, the, the trick to that is just knowing and knowing how to do it, you know, some time and some experience and some coaching. Yeah. The, yeah. the art of the coach on how to apply that to different movements. But yeah, that's it. Wow. That that's pretty wild. That was a pretty interesting experience. And to see such a significant improvement in a couple of uh, repetitions or do you call them oscillations, John, or what what is the correct terminology? You could, you know what, Scott, I don't really try to use real big terms because okay. i think it holds you back from communicating with the with the general public yeah we could call it oscillation we can talk about flexion extension you know yeah abduction adduction but i think that just simpler terms because what people want are results yeah now and, and we'll show them results in fact you did several repetitions usually you just do one oh, one okay. baseline one turn and then the final turn and it's that fast yeah it is really that fast. Now, it takes a little practice to learn the skill to do that on the fly. Yeah. But once you have it, it it's like you just got a new um, software system for your computer. <laughs> it seems like the, the, uh, the verbal cueing, have the re- having the right cue, the right instruction is really key to this. Is that true? Yeah, and it's, it's much better in person. Obviously, it's a little tricky to do you know, on a phone call where I'm not even looking at you, but um, yeah, it yeah. works. Yeah. You know, it works well. Wow. John, you wrote the book Flexible Steel in 2013. How much has advanced uh, since you wrote the book? How much has evolved from the original uh, writing that you did? Huge. You know, (laughs) um, at Flexible Steel, I think we have about 700 certified instructors right now worldwide. 
We have um, 13 um, flexible steel instructor specialists, which is our leadership team. Every one of those people have an FMS background. They um, have an expert level in some type of martial arts, and they're also kettlebell experts. Um, so those guys are my, my front line, and they're helping me sharpen, sharpen the tools, if you will. You know, we're never just kind of sitting back and resting on what we did last week or last year. We're always trying to refine what we're doing, make it better, more effective. If someone comes out with a drill that has a positive effect, we incorporate that immediately. You know, and so it's always growing. The book Flexible Steel is cool, but it barely scratches the surface of what we're actually doing at Flexible Steel International. So you, you were mentioning as we got on the call here that you do have a new book out, so uh, which I didn't even know about. But uh, tell us about that. <laughs> tell me about that. <laughs> the, the book just arrived hot off the presses today, like about 10 minutes before we got on the call. Yeah. Uh, Nice. And I've been working on it for years and years and years. The, the book is called Trembling Shock. And what Trembling Shock means in the, in the Taekwondo world, in order to get a point, you need to hit the person hard enough to displace their body. And that term is called Trembling Shock. You've created Trembling Shock on this person. So the book is um, a strength and conditioning guide for martial athletes and their coaches. So it's how to combine barbells, bodyweight exercises, and kettlebell training with the martial arts. And it, it, it's really kind of cool. It's a really, the program is laid out day by day for like the first year. And I'm taking a student that's brand new to martial arts, brand new to strength and conditioning. And he's like this perfect piece of clay that we're molding. And it, it's really awesome. That's the first part of the book. The second part of the book are bits and pieces of, of different training techniques that we've done over the years to increase your power, to increase your hitting power, to um, increase your endurance, specific to a martial athlete. And it doesn't matter what style you are. Um, you can scale the book to a striker or a grappler or what have you. And it, you know, there's so much information out there about how to do barbells and kettlebells and body weight and martial arts that people kind of get lost. And this is just a nice guide. It's just a really easy follow this, do this, and you're going to get results kind of book. And I'm really excited. We shot the whole thing on location at the Col Coliseum in Verona, which is like the Coliseum in Rome, but it's intact. So yeah. it's really cool. Kind of, uh, you know, you remember the old movie, Bruce Lee movie, um, Return of the Dragon, where he fought Chuck Norris in the Coliseum. Yeah. I kind of got the, the idea for that from that movie. I wanted to go to that location and, and shoot all the photos for the book. And we did. It's really cool. Nice. So you're out there with Fabio then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fabio's in the book. Nice. Uh, my partner in the book is Christian Zetta, who's a strong first team leader in Italy. And he's also like a European kickboxing champion. And so it, it's, it's really cool. Now, did you say, is the book geared more towards uh, the martial arts uh, athlete or is it for all strength athletes? It's for a martial athlete or a personal trainer or a kettlebell trainer that wants to condition a mar martial athlete. So let's say you have an MMA guy and you're, you're a, a strength and conditioning guy. This gives you a guideline on how to train him for his sport. Got it. 
I have the distinct advantage of being the martial arts coach and the strength and conditioning coach. And there's not that many people that are that same person. So it kind of shows you the behind the scenes, how to work with that person to, um, you know, give that athlete the results he's looking for. So it sounds like this book really fills a gap that's not available. Yeah, exactly. It's (laughs) not for the general public. You know, it's, it's a really targeted niche book, but, um, I think there's a demand for it for sure. I know there is, Yeah. you know, because I told you back in the dungeon dojo days, <laughs> we had no concept of how to, to systematically train strength and conditioning. Yeah. It, it, and that's needed. I think that the martial arts world is getting better, but that, that um, old fashioned training is still out there, you know, and I don't know if it made you, you know, it was always to build character into um, make you tough. I don't know if it did that. I think just the tough survived it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, so this this book is a little bit more systematic, a lot more systematic than the old style, and it, you know it it belongs in the bookshelf of any serious coach who wants to work with that population. You know the martial art guys. And is this a uh, print book, uh, ebook, both? And where can people go to check it out? It's a print book right now. Um, we'll probably release a Kindle of it in a little bit. Uh, they can get it at my website, which is um, www.extremetraining.net. And we'll probably also post it on the flexiblesteel.com site as well. I can't comment too much on the book since uh, I haven't seen it. I do have Flexible Steel, uh, but I, I know that, again, you have really evolved the system as you just talked about and certainly you know, looking into um, – the flexible steel approach prior to this interview, I can see that there's some things that I had no idea even existed. As a matter of fact, I wonder if you can talk about the uh, partnership with flexible steel and strong first. And there is a excellent article that is on the strong first website that talks a lot about this. And there's some great uh, video uh, training examples in there of some of the key exercises and even a program on there, really a valuable article, but Talk to us about the uh, the partnership and, and why it's such a good fit with Flexible Steel and Strong First. It is. As I said, um, the Flexible Steel fills that gap that people are missing. Um, I, I love Strong First. I'm a master with Strong First. And the kettlebell is uh, you know the best thing since sliced bread. But there's no magic in the kettlebell. The magic is in the system that we use. You know, And Flexible Steel and, and the Strong First – system of kettlebell training, the hard style kettlebell training, uh, fit together just beautifully. It, it, again, like I said, imagine how much more joy you'd have if you could take the parking brakes off your body and just, I get kind of tied up because I, I just think of the joy and the, the, how much fun it is to do your activities without being held back or restricted by your own body. So flexible steel, we develop lots of tension. Tension is strength, right? Right, right. Properly, properly applied tension, professionally applied tension is strength, but it, you don't want to live in tension. You need to have, you know, relaxation practice, flexibility practice at the same time. In fact, you should, um, wash all your tension practice down with relaxation and flexibility work. So it fits hand in glove together, you know, yin and yang, hard style, soft style. (laughs) That's where it is. So the, the, the partnership and that was just a, a no-brainer you know it fits together beautifully 
we've been using stuff like flexible steel all along and it's i'm excited about it yeah uh, opens it, up a bigger word to, world to what we're doing here and let's talk about how it fits together with the fms as well because you mentioned the the instructors that are fms uh, practitioners as well how i mean it seems like it fits together with a lot of different things talk about the the fms specifically well for sure for sure um I've been with FMS for a long time. I got the CKFMS back in the days, and that actually helped assist um, assist at several of those workshops with Gray and Brett. But um, the FMS system is awesome. They have their their standards. You try to get um, you know at least twos in all their movements. That means that your your bounce there's no restrictions. It'd be cool to have threes. But uh, if we get a solid two, that's awesome. So it's kind of a it's a screen, and it it clears you for different movements. And they also have progressions and regressions to do to you know make you um, get up to that level where you have that unrestricted training. What flexible steel does is it takes those movements and gives them more range. Uh, Alexei Sinart, who is a senior with Strong First, said that what flexible steel does is it gives you more reach for your strength. And I think that sums it up really nicely. Talk about that a little bit more, more reach for your strength. How so? Like I said, strength that doesn't reach the target is wasted. So if you have to fight your, your body in order to deliver the strength, it's as if your, your kettlebells heavier. Let's take, um, Granville Maris for example. I'm sure he won't mind me sharing this because, um, he shares it himself. Granville is one of our team leaders who lives in Toronto, a former football player, strong guy, super strong. Yeah. Granville came to Flexible Steel and he, we took a baseline on his kettlebell press. So he cleaned a 48 kilogram kettlebell, which is known as the beast and pressed it for 12 reps. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. That's, That's strong. Yeah. 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 Okay. We did a few things. We took him through the flexible steel shoulder mobility program. Uh, and I, I just worked on him one-on-one in front of the class. And we worked maybe six or seven minutes. Had him shake out. And I had him retest the baseline on his press. And his second set, he did 14 reps, which is wow. incredible. Yeah. You know, you would, you would expect that, okay, the first set he did 12, he's going to be really tired and not able to do that many more after just a short break. But he actually got two more reps. And what we did is we just took some internal resistance off of him. So if the effort to raise your hand overhead, let's say, takes 10 pounds of of effort, and we remove that 10 pounds, in essence, the kettlebells just got 10 pounds lighter because you're not fighting your own body, right? Yeah, yeah. And this is more strength, more reach for your strength. Got it. Got it. That makes a lot of sense. So we're talking about pressing here. You know, one of my questions I wanted to ask you in – it comes out of this article is the, the flexible steel five. Let's talk about one of the exercises, which is the split press. Is that something that should be a, uh, a goal for, for most people? Okay. The flexible steel five are basically our, our black belt level skills. You know, there's so much stuff out there in the world that's vying for people's attention yes. that in order to get recognized, you kind of have to jump up and down and scream to get, you, you know, to get have someone take you serious. The Flexible Steel 5 are not really designed for everybody. They're just like everyone can't be a black belt. So I, I was 
hesitant to put those in the blog post thinking I might scare some people off with these um, advanced moves. Right, right. So I don't want the readers to get or the listeners to get this, you know, to have the wrong idea that they need to be going out there and doing split presses. But um, by God, if you can, you're displaying an awesome display of strength and flexibility at the same time, which is what flexible steel is about. In that same article, we have a program for people that are new to it that benefits everybody. But uh, split press is really cool. Yeah. You need to be very flexible. You need to be very strong. It makes that kettlebell, that 32-kilogram kettlebell, feel really heavy. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's an amazing feat. So yes and no. It's a cool goal. Does everybody need to do it? it, it no. You know, it's not going to benefit everyone. There's some... Uh, risk to benefit ratios there, Got but it. for the experts out there. Yeah, it's awesome. So talking about that, uh, four weeks to flexible steel program that is in the article as well. So that is something that could be, uh, very attainable by, by anyone, right? Definitely. Okay. That that's our entry level program and that will, that'll breathe new life to, into people. I mean, my students, my own personal students, I usually try to take August off and just go to the mountains and, and, you know, kind of rejuvenate during that time. I put my students on that four week program to flexible steel. And I, I really don't want them to do anything else. As far as lifting goes, just do this. Don't miss a day. Don't change the program. Just follow what it says and, and, and do this practice and I'll come back and they don't want to stop doing it. They've had such good results with it. Their, their posture is improved, uh, aches and pains are gone. Not that it's a, you know, a medical prescription or anything, but yeah. that's just what the people are reporting to me. They're able to move better. They're able to do their activity, their sport better. And it doesn't take much time or effort. So yeah, anybody that has clearance to exercise would benefit from that four weeks to flexible steel program. Um, we also have a DVD that we just put out about a month ago, the the foundational work of Flexible Steel that has four programs in it. And one of those is that unlock program that's just so nice and simple to follow. And it's cool as a standalone program. It's cool as a morning prep program. Or if you just came off of, you know, some heavy duty strength training. Yeah. And you need something to just kind of recover with. It's awesome for that. So a couple of different ways to, to use it. And that's what I was going to ask, you know, where, where do you use it? Uh, pre post training as a standalone. And it sounds like there's, there's uh, different options there. So definitely it can be used as a morning recharge because it still, it leaves you fresh. It doesn't, once you learn the, the program, it doesn't take much time to do. It leaves you fresh and you actually feel stronger, you know, than when you started it. So you can use it in the morning. You can use it as a standalone recovery program, which is what I like to do for my students that have come off of a, you know, a heavy-duty cycle of strength training. And um, you can just use it on your easy days as well. Yeah. And just to give people an idea of uh, some of the exercises that are contained in this program, it would be uh, good mornings, uh, lunge stretch, arm bars. Um, so it looks like very, very simple uh, things. And, and you mentioned earlier on how this is scalable too. So um, – that's fantastic. Very simple. Yeah, approach. definitely. Yeah, definitely. You know, a beginning student can, most people can work on arm bars. No problem. If you're somebody that's advanced, 
well, we'll just move you up to like a bent arm bar, which is a little bit more intense. Right. We're using very lightweight. When you get advanced with that, recently we've been experimenting with bent arm bar presses, which is part of the flexible steel program minimum. Okay. And so we've been using that bent arm bar as an actual strength strength pressing exercises exercise, which is um, pretty cool. Once you have the mobility to to treat it that way, yeah, it's it's awesome. <laughs> John, so you've worked with a lot of people doing, you know, flexibility, mobility training now and strength training, martial arts, a lot of different things. But when we look at flexibility and mobility, um, programming and exercising in general, what are some mistakes that people make? The more and more, the more and more experience I get, the more I think that people really need to be patient with their strength. They need to be patient with their flexibility, especially their flexibility. You can't just set out a timeline on flexibility because it seems like the more you think about the outcome, the longer it takes to get there. If you just relax and enjoy the training process, the results come. You know, Consistent, smart work pays off in the long run, always. And I guess that's true whether you're doing martial arts, strength training, or flexibility work, you know, enjoy the process and the results come. And I think that's, that's from an old experience coach's point of view, yeah. you know, the guys that are really gifted and naturals and are going pedal to the metal all the time, their careers are usually very short lived. They burn out or they get injured. It, I think Dan John calls them punch the clock workouts where you just come, you that's do right. the work. You yeah. go back. Yeah. Um, the more experienced I get, I, I see the benefit of that. And a lot of times as a coach, my job is to hold back the athlete more than push them. John, let, let me ask you about you, your training. Uh, let's talk about it today, for example. What, uh, what do you focus on in your own training? I mean, obviously you're doing a lot of flexible steel uh, kettlebells. Do you train with the kettlebell exclusively? Talk a little bit about your own strength training approach. No, I use all three modalities. I use kettlebell, body weight, and barbell. Okay. Um, I do um, body weight training quite a bit because I'm traveling quite a bit, so it's really easy to be consistent with the program. Um, kettlebell's a little bit more difficult, and barbell's even more difficult because you need to go to an actual gym and um, you know have access to the equipment. But I do use all three modalities. Um, my own personal training right now, I'm usually focusing on what I'm teaching next, what my next workshop's going to be. So for instance, um, I'm leaving for Italy in a couple of days and I'm doing a flexible steel level one and level two. So I'm training right now flexibility training and also for level two, a lot of SOTS presses. Okay. Uh, <laughs> After that, I got a body weight workshop coming up. I'll switch gears to body weight. And then I have a kettlebell level one coming up. I'll switch gears to the kettlebell level one just to make sure that those skills that I'm going to be presenting are very crisp and clear and dialed in, right? Yes. So so my workshop schedule kind of dictates what my personal training is. And I know it's not very exciting. One of these days, I'm going to just focus on a, a personal goal. But right now, that's how life is. Yeah. But no, it, it kind of works out nice as a cycle. What's that? It kind of works out nice as a cycle, though. That's right. You know? That's right. 
yeah. you're doing some flexibility training and then, okay, after this three weeks, I'm going to switch to more kettlebell focus. You know, you're always keeping your tools sharp, but you focus on one particular thing or the other, depending on what's coming up down the line. Uh, talk about the, the certifications real quick, level one and level two that you just mentioned. Um, who should take level one? I mean, is it more for, uh, trainers, coaches, or is it also for people that want to really just learn more about, uh, their own flexibility and mobility? And then what is uh, level two by comparison? Certainly level one is for anyone that wants to learn more about their body and that wants to, um, coach people on becoming more flexible and more strong. Now, coaching people might mean coaching yourself. So it can be the average person coming to attain this, this workshop, this certification, um, or it can be professional coaches. Again, it's, it's scalable to anyone. So level one's good for everybody. It, you do, there is a teaching component in it, but maybe the only one you're teaching is yourself or your family. And that's perfectly cool. Level two is more for the person that wants to get deeper into what we're doing. There's more regressions and progressions involved. There's more of a strength aspect. Um, we focus a lot on the SOTS press, which is kind of cool. Yeah. I, I, I read your blog, actually, about okay. the SOTS. I, I, love the really- SOTS press. <laughs> I love the yeah, SOTS press. I love the SOTS press. job. In fact, we quoted <laughs> you in the level two manual. Oh, really? Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, your shoulder optimization training system. Okay, okay. Yeah, <laughs> nice. That's, that's great. That's Very great. Cool. But you think about that movement um, and you think about the FMS screen, what is the, the overall, the big FMS catching screen? It's that overhead squat, right? right? That strict overhead squat. So if we're able to SOTS press with proficiency, we probably already own that overhead squat. Yes, yeah. But now we added strength to it. You know, we really added strength to it. So the SOTS press is a very good example of flexible steel. You need to be strong and mobile at the same time. Yeah. Now, do most people that go into level two, are they, uh, are they able to SOTS at the end of the uh, level two experience? They're pretty close. They're pretty okay. close. We, we have um, several different progressions. Again, you have to know where you're, you're at that day and stop it where you, you, know, you belong. But we have a plan to get you there eventually. Um, the level two has a case study test involved, so you do have to actually go out and train some students, and we need to see that you're, you know, following the system and you're acting as a professional. Yes. And I really had a hard time figuring out what I wanted to do as far as testing requirements, physical testing requirements for that level two. I want a level one to be accessible to anyone because I truly believe it's life changing. But level two, I wanted to put a little bit of a challenge in there. But it was really hard to figure out, do you need to be able to do some kind of a split in order to be a level two instructor? And does that make you a good instructor? Because there's people out there that can do that without even thinking about it, without never having any training at all. Yeah. So is that yeah. person a better coach? I didn't think so. So what I finally came to um, settle on is a case study where you need to go out and lead a class or lead a person through one of the flexible steel mobility sessions. And then we also have formulas inside level one, how to unlock your shoulders, how to unlock, um, you know, your toe touch, how to generate more power with your, with a kick, how to step higher. Um, several things like that. You have to take, 
your client through one of those training sessions and show some improvement on them. Kind of similar to what I did with you earlier. And right, um, right. we see what kind of coach you are. And if you if you meet the qualifications, then you pass the level two. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. Now, are both of these one-day, two-day certifications? They are one-day events in the U.S. Sometimes when we do a foreign event, we take two days because there's translation to you know slow sure. some things down. Sure. Um, we wanted to make it accessible to pretty much anyone that's serious about it. So I, I, it, it's an intense day, a really intense day. We jam a lot of information in that eight hours. Yeah. And so you come learn and you go home and study, you know. And the best place to learn about this, uh, John, people that are interested in the uh, certifications is to go to FlexibleSteel.com. Is that correct? Yeah, FlexibleSteel.com. I'm pretty excited. We're doing our first um, Flexible Steel Level 2 certification in New York City in February, the first one in the U.S. anyway. Oh, wow. We've done, okay. them, we've done them overseas quite a bit, but I finally wanted to bring a Level 2 to the U.S. So we're doing that in New York City in February. We're offering it as a combo, so you can do Level 1 and Level 2 on the same weekend. What's the, weekend? What's the date for that, John? Uh, I don't, you, you got me surprised here. Okay. I don't know. Off the top <laughs> no. Head. No it's early in February. You can yeah. find out the exact dates on flexiblesteel.com. I want to say the third and fourth, but okay. don't quote me. Okay. All right. All right. Let me, let me ask you this, uh, switch gears just a little bit and then we'll, we'll wrap up, uh, just a few more questions. You've known Pavel for a long time. What's your greatest lesson from Pavel? There's been so many great lessons from Pavel. Is there one thing that uh, maybe one of the early things that was maybe transformational for you and maybe the way that you approach uh, training? You know what? The, this doesn't have to do with training at all. Okay. But the one thing that's not the one thing, but one of the things that sticks out in my mind when you're talking to Pavel, you might meet him once. He knows your name. He asks you about your family. I mean – it's incredible. So I, I, I truly believe he's a unique individual that he, he really makes a connection to every single one of his students. And he has a lot of students. And that is really impressive. You know, you and I meet a lot of people and maybe we recognize the face. This man knows your face. He knows your name. He knows your, <laughs> you know, I mean, it, do, you think, it's do you think he has a photographic memory? I mean, maybe I, it's I, something like that. <laughs> yeah, it seems like it. It seems like it. Yeah. And, and the other thing that he does really, really, his expertise is taking something that's very complicated and narrowing it down and being able, being able to communicate it so that people can understand it very easily. Yeah. And I, I think that's the genius in all of his books. I mean, you think about um, power to the people and the, the you know, into the kettlebell and simple and sinister. He's taken something that's very, very complicated and made it accessible, you know, to the people, as he says. And I truly believe that's one of his, he has a lot of skills, but I think that's one of his very unique skills, skill sets is that he's able to communicate really complicated things very simply so that people understand and can implement them. And that's kind of been my goal with flexible steel as well. You know? Yeah. 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 That's a key skill. And, um, you know, Pavel has that, uh, I think Dan John has it uh, as well. 
um, that's, that's a real, uh, a real gift to be able to take complex information and simplify it. Yeah. I mean, think about some of the books that you've read on training. Um, they're, they're, some of them are better than taking a sleeping pill. You can't get through two or three pages and you're, you're drifting <laughs> off. Right. 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 And he's, he's relaying the same information, but he has you from the get go, you know, and that is, that is a true genius. Do you have a, a favorite book by, by Pavel? I, I well, really I mean, like simple and sinister. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's, so it, that's it's one hard I to pick one. I have them all, but that's, yes. yeah, that's my favorite one. I mean, that the kettlebells, what started all this, you know, really. Right. Right. Yeah. I was thinking about that. Um, this week I, I was thinking about kind of my, my journey this week, um, in strength training over the last decade. And really the, the kettlebell was, was the domino that started this whole thing for me. And, um, cause I, I really, to tell you the truth, John, not to go into my whole backstory here, but like, I thought that my best training days were behind me. And then I discovered this kettlebell thing. I took a workshop and then it's just been like unbelievable the last 10 years. And, and then I realized how much I didn't know in my early days of training. So it's, uh, you're right. The kettlebell kind of started this whole thing. So yeah. And your story is <laughs> not unique. I'm sure most of the listeners here, you know, that are in the kettlebell world, you know, have had the same experience. Yep. It yeah. is, it is really cool. So now let's make the next 10 years even better. We need to get you to a flexible steel workshop. <laughs> so I was looking at, uh, the date here. So it is, uh, February 3rd and 4th up in New York. So, awesome. I was right. Yeah. February 3rd and 4th. So we, so with um, the strong first partnership, if you're a strong first, um, certified instructor, yeah. you can get a 10% discount off your first flexible steel certification and vice versa. Excellent. Excellent. All right. I'm going to have to look into that, John. <laughs> I think you sold me on this. <laughs> Very cool. All right. A couple quick questions here. Standard questions that I ask all the guests. So we know where to find you. People can find you at flexibleseal.com or extremetraining.net. Uh, John, what is the book that has impacted you the most or the book that you recommend the most to others? We just talked about Simple and Sinister, but is, is there really a book and it can be a book in any area that you'd recommend for the audience? You know, I think it's Power to the People. Okay. All right. I think it's power to the people. I'd have to say, I mean, that's that, that took strength training and it just boiled it right down to nuts and bolts. Do this. Yes. And, uh, it gives a lot of the why behind it, which I think mm -hmm. is great too. Let me ask you about your new book. And this is a question I've been starting to ask guests that, that have books that come on the show and just feel free to be brief here, but people should read I'm sorry. The, your new book is Trembling Shock. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Yep. Trembling Shock. Trembling Shock. People should read Trembling Shock if they want to what? They should read Trembling Shock if they want to coach a martial arts athlete or they are a martial arts athlete and they want to take the guesswork out of their training. If they want to be able to hit, they want to be able to hit harder, faster, and last longer than you know their toughest opponent. You know, the trembling shock will give you a blueprint for martial arts strength and conditioning and teach you how to seamlessly combine the kettlebell, body weight, and barbells into one system. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. You nailed it. You nailed that question. 
<laughs> Final question, and then I'll uh, let you go, John. And again, I really appreciate um, everything that you do. Uh, I actually met you some time ago, long time ago, down here in South Florida. And um, I can say that you are a class act. I know that, you know, for a long time back on the old RKC site, like you had the most um, number of positive reviews as a coach. Uh, you are an expert teacher and uh, just a wealth of information and your integrity is, is uh, something to be highly respected. And we thank you for everything that you do. With that said, thank what you is so the, much. you're welcome. Um, with that said, what is the uh, big takeaway action uh, for the audience after hearing our session here today? Your best days of training are not over. <laughs> they aren't. They aren't. Yeah. The best day of training is tomorrow. And I always keep the mind of a student, you know? Um, there's there's a bunch of us that are running around the world being the kettlebell experts, and we're constantly teaching people. But I'll tell you what, I'm still trying to learn. I, I like to learn one new thing every day and apply it to whatever I'm doing. And it doesn't matter if it's strength training or flexibility training or even a new foreign word. I mean, just think of the power of learning one or two new things every single day. Um, yeah, You'll be unstoppable. The other thing that I always challenge my students to do, Scott, is it's really, really fun to train your strengths. You know, let's say you're good at pressing. You want to go do pressing. It's always fun to train your strength. There's very few people that can honestly take a look at themselves, find their weak link, and vow to make that their strength. But if you can do that, if you if you vow to make your weakest move, your weakest subject, your strong point, think about the power that'll have. Yeah. Maintain your yeah. strengths, but find that weakness, discover that weakness, and vow to make, become the expert at that particular movement or, or whatever, and you'll be unstoppable. Yeah. So that's my goal. I'm constantly looking at what I'm not good at, and I want to put effort into making that you know, one of my strengths. And I think the world would be a better place if we all did that. Yeah, that's great. Great closing advice. A lot of great pearls in what you just said. And to just kind of top line it, I love what you said about your best uh, days of training are not over and also to become unstoppable. John, I love it. Thank you so much, man. This has been a blast. Cool. Thank you, Scott. Really had a good time talking to you. All right, guys. Well, that was a lot of fun doing that interview with John. Uh, I want to share what I learned. Obviously, what I learned was all about flexible steel, not knowing a lot about it really before doing this interview. So between the research in prepping for the interview and then obviously the conversation with John, I learned a lot about the training system and where it fits into our training and uh, strength programming. So great stuff. Thanks to John Engum for coming on the show. Guys, make sure, once again, go check out Peak Performance Blueprint, now available for free from Ardella Training. Go to ardellatraining.com forward slash blueprint. And once again, guys, have a happy Thanksgiving. I hope you enjoy it. Take some time off, relax, and uh, I will see you next week. Guys, we've got tremendous new guests coming your way, lots of different topics I think you're going to love when you see who is coming on the Ardella Training Podcast and a lot of great new things on the way beyond the podcast as well. Thanks for being here, guys, and I'll see you again next week. Take care. <laughs>